Quote, To plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. Audrey Hepburn. Hello, leaflets. Today is all about kitchen gardens. This is all about larger scaled kitchen gardens. Imagine having enough room to feed your family of four and extended family all year round. Is it hard to set up? No, not really. It will depend on what your vision is, i.e. do we want raised beds, garden plots, garden beds, wicking beds, have a sore back? What about a no-dig garden? As you know, I am a gardener and I have seen many potential kitchen gardens. I would suggest having a few areas for produce. It doesn't have to be that large. What I mean by this is have some herbs close to your kitchen and have another setup for more of the long-term veggies in another area. Safe to say that depending on the size of your plot, you can do so much. Okay, so wicking beds, homemade wicking beds or purchased kits or installed beds. There's something about do-it-yourself wicking beds. How are they made? I touched on this a little in the last episode. In the school's kitchen gardens, we used IBC containers cut in half, which we converted to wicking beds. How are they made? If you have plastic containers like the IBC ones we have, you already have the startings of a very good waterproof structure. However, if you decide, and I have been involved with these too, to dig a giant hole, you still must make this waterproof. How the heck do I do that? Don't fret, dear leaflets. All you need is some heavy-duty PVC plastic. Why can't I just use a bin liner or reuse my plastic bags from the Woolies? I like your enthusiasm. However, the wicking bed is useless if you can't make it waterproof. Using any thin plastic will tear easy and not last long. Even though plastic bags take a very long time to break down, they are very susceptible to any type of tool, even a plastic trowel, and you don't want that plastic in your veggies. Okay, you have your PVC liner in, or your nude IBC container. What's next? We need some piping. You can use soaker hoses, irrigation tubing with holes in it, black piping again with holes in it, dripper hoses, etc. This will lay on the bottom of your bed. Before you add anything to it, from this you want a polypipe vertical attached to your holy, holy hose and affix it to the corner of the bed. It doesn't have to be attached once you add the rest of the materials you need. It should stay put. We use Scoria next as it's a good filtration and it's porous and very light. However, I've seen river pebbles, crushed rocks and the combination of sand and all of the above. It's a good idea to have geomat between the scoria and soil. This will add to the filtration. Next, we need a good soil, preferably with a high organic matter percentage. Any good soil's place will have something perfect for veggies. If you start with a good soil, it will be better for the long run and the quality of your produce. Next, we plant. Woohoo! What should we start with? Wicking beds are perfect for water-hungry species, especially in Australia's hot summers. Cucumbers, tomatoes, zucchini. The beauty of wicking beds is to have all your veggies looking brilliant at all at the same time. However, what other beds can we have in larger areas? At home, I have a medium garden bed for all my veggies. My garden is very higgledy-piggledy, but it works for me. My patch used to be a dumping site for old plants I had. Once I was able to move this to another area, it became a great area for veggies. It's close to my kitchen door and it gets the most sun during the day. I have a small square bed with herbs just outside my kitchen window. I have a grapevine above this. 
I have an apple tree and one gnarled lemon tree I spoke briefly about last episode. You may want dedicated zones for your beds, one with greens, one with the herbs, one with fruiting veggies, etc. Get to know what grows with what. There is no right way. However, I suggest doing the rotation system where you have fruiting veggies change with each year. Tomatoes don't do well if they are planted in the same area season after season. You need to know your soil type and acidity levels before you can grow certain things. For instance, did you know to grow most veggies the optimal pH is neutral at 7? You may have to add to the soil if it leans too far acidic or alkaline. Of course, some species like blueberries need a bit more acidic soil. To increase your acidity, you need to add manure, compost or mulch. Other veggies prefer more alkaline soils, things such as your brassicas, garlic and sweet peas. And to make your soils more alkaline, you want to add lime or dolomite to soil. I call my son sweet pea. He prefers lime cordial. Hmm. Other than having your soil pH and organic matter ready, it's important to turn over your soil. If the soil hasn't been used for a long time, it needs to be dug over so you are able to have straight carrots. I am all for any orientation of carrots. However, if your soil is compact, it will make the carrots spread out rather than growing downwards. Do you have your mulch on standby? Yes? Well, let's plant. We're in early autumn in Melbourne. What am I about to plant? I have silver beet and carrots and potatoes in my year-round patch. I also have spring onions. Now I am getting ready to plant broccoli, onion, snow peas and beetroot. I could plant cabbage and Brussels sprouts, but because it's only me and my son and neither of us really like them, we aren't. And to the broccoli haters out there, yeah, I can see you. I'd love to have a garden full of broccoli so I could fill my fridge and freezer with this wonderfully lovely vegetable and then make soup out of it and give it to you haters. I would water these new plants with a seaweed mix. My preference is sea sole, but it's entirely your choice. You may choose seeds or seedlings. Again, up to you, but some things grow better with direct seeding, like carrots. Let's talk raised beds. These can be one metre squared, or smaller, or a little bit bigger. A veggie garden isn't like a supermarket. Full stop. And that's the end of the episode. Ha ha ha. Only joking. You need to have some idea of what can be planted. Let me ask you a question. When is the best time to plant tomatoes? If you said summer, then give yourself a giant green thumbs up. Some plants can be planted all the way through the year. But if you only have one plot, should you ignore the tomatoes because you already have carrots and broccoli in? This brings me to companion planting, which we spoke of briefly last episode. You need to familiarise yourself with what grows well with what and what should never be grown together. I touched on in the last episode, brassicas stunt growth as they compete for the same nutrients of tomatoes. You also shouldn't plant them near corn as... um, Corn and tomatoes attract the same bad bugs, which hinder growth between them. And any other nightshade vegetables are competitors for the same nutrients. So don't put your potatoes in with your tomatoes, even though they probably would look good. Tomatoes repel bugs for asparagus, and asparagus keeps away nematodes, as does chives. Lettuce and tomatoes like to chill with one another as tomatoes provide shade to lettuce and lettuce in turn creates 
a ground cover. If you want to know about other plants, there will be a link in the show notes. What's next? How about a no-dig garden? The beauty of these gardens is they can be erected anywhere. Yes, even on concrete. My late good friend Matthew introduced me to the no-dig concept. He had such a way about making things so easy to understand, plus made it fun. I learnt a lot from him. So, how are they done? They're layers upon layers upon layers of good stuff. They are a plant lasagna. Well, my sister likes vegetarian lasagna. Not the same thing. There are great recipes out there for them. Why are they so good? Great if you have a bad back. Hard for dogs and rabbits and little kids to play in them. Make sure your base of your garden is flat. Once this is done, it will be quite hard to move. If you will need, you will need to have some kind of siding. This can be used from anything in the garden. My one at home is done with bricks, but if you have any older bits of wood, tree branches, pavers, etc., these walls should be about 30 centimeters, the length of a school ruler. Are they still that size? Then the fun part starts. At the base, we lay down cardboard or newspapers. Hard to come by newspapers these days, so cardboard will have to do. If it's that really thick stuff, I would try and separate this, or it may be a good idea to soak the cardboard a little before using it. The next layer is compost or a good veggie soil. If you have some compost ready, use that. Then we alternate between pea straw, cow manure and compost. Do this for about two to three turns, finishing with the compost. Planting can be done in the compost. Add seedlings. Each season, the top layer will need to be topped up, and once the layers begin to erode down, Add more layers to the bed, and voila, a no-dig bed has been made. Another type of planting system we could do, which I didn't touch on in the first part, is vertical planting. To add this to your kitchen garden to utilise walls or trees is very now and very easy to do. You can use ready-made vertical pots or make your own using milk cartons. Please wash them out first. Fun fact, milk does not make moss. Apparently this is a question on social media and one has to wonder how it started. Apparently if you add buttermilk to moss it will promote it, but... You need the moss there in the first place. You can also use juice boxes, lemonade bottles, cut in half, etc. It doesn't have to break the budget. A few examples of veggies that can be grown vertically are miniature cucumbers, beans, squash, melons, little ones, cabbage, kale and of course strawberries and also an array of different herbs. There are also alternative practices such, a, such as permaculture which I will be doing a full episode on in the future, plus hydroponics and aquaponics, which is something I'm really interested in. In short, permaculture is the practice of using agricultural ecosystems in an environmental and sustainable way. This means that every part of the garden helps the next part. For example, if we use aquaponics in our gardens, the fish we grow in our tanks will be from recycled water. The fish byproducts will add to the fertilization of the plants grown through hydroponics, which are grown without soil. This is a very basic way of looking at it. I knew someone who had a wonderful aquaponics set up at his house, which he made from bits and bobs from his shed. You can have specialized greenhouses for hydroponics. I think of tomatoes when thinking of hydroponics, although there are other controversial species that are grown this way. If you'd like to know more about this or aquaponics, I'm talking hydroponics, not the controversial species, see the links in the show notes. 
So we've talked about the different practices we can utilise in our larger kitchen gardens. I have weeds and pests in my veggie garden. Can I just spray? God, no. You nong. You want to eat pesticides or herbicides? However, there are ways to do this. There are a lot of organic sprays for everything these days. However, unless you are going commercial, I just use do-it-yourself recipes you can find on any good gardening site. Or if you're in my Facebook group or Instagram, I will have some recipes there. Weeds, they're awesome, aren't they? I had a very hard time trying to get the kids to weed at school, but then I made it into a competition and they just got so enthusiastic and excited. If you're thinking my vegetable garden is going to be weed-free, think again, my dear leaflet. It will never be completely weed-free. However, I would try and add weeding to your list of chores as we don't want the small seedlings to compete with them. If you're thinking, I don't want to weed, try adding thick mulches to your veggies. This is good for suppressing the weeds plus keeping the water in. Just don't use pea straw at the same time when the peas will reproduce if you're against anything you haven't planted in there. Use trowels or hands to dig out your weeds. Remember to pull out the roots or it's a waste of time. Anytime you go into the garden, do five minutes of weeding. It's fun! Fun fact, the true definition of a weed is any plant you don't want to grow in a specific place. One of the last things we need to talk about is water. Water systems are easy to lay. I have a drip system. You can use drippers, soakers, sprinklers. Just make sure you have it on a timer. Thinking of using recycled water? Make sure you have a chat with your local Greens initiative to see requirements, etc. So what is growing in my garden as I started as I stated earlier, I have a grapevine and I got a lot of grapes from it. Such a grand thing, the grape. I heard a great thing the other day that wine is just rotten grape juice. Yum. My grapes are seedless and quite sweet. However, the skin is very sour. Do you have a kitchen garden? Let me know through social media. There's a link in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed episode three of my podcast. Please rate and review or subscribe. And with that, my little leaflets, until next time, toodaloo.